Hi, and welcome to Enriched Perspective with Mike and Talisha Wallace, where we seek to shift paradigms through the exploration of biblical principles. I'm Mike. And I'm Talisha. Welcome Welcome to to the the podcast. podcast. Today we're going to be talking about living the dream. It's important to know how to embrace the dream and trust the process until fulfillment. One person of interest in this regard is Joseph. Let's start our conversation with his story. Mike? Yes, yes, living the dream. So this is actually a very good topic for discussion. Um, Joseph, uh, to start out, was, of course, uh, the 11th son of Jacob. Um, He was the first child of Rachel. And um, he was the one that everybody knows had the coat of many colors uh, because his father favored him over uh, the rest of his brethren because he was born by the wife, um, which his father actually loved. Mm-hmm. Whole backstory there. Um, getting into the story, of course, you know he had the dream. He actually had two dreams. Right. Uh, the first dream, of course, had um, his brothers, uh, when they interpreted it, um, bowing down to him. And then the second dream was not only his brothers, but also his father and his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and having those dreams, like I say, caused a hatred. Uh, to kind of manifest it was already there between him and his brothers right. because of how his father treated him but it grew into you know even more to the point where they put him in the pit as you know the story mm-hmm. sold him off into slavery he was in Potiphar's house that that the data he ended up getting accused of rape going to jail ended up being there for a while and boom before you know it as you would think he ends up standing next to Pharaoh and becoming the governor um, so to speak of Egypt Okay, so let's put some years <laughs> yeah. uh, on, on this timeline here. The Bible talks about how old he was when all this happened. So kind of let's back up a little bit with the times, the ages. And Okay, so yeah, I'll rewind it a bit. Um, So when he had the dreams initially, he was only 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And at 17, he also got sold into slavery. Right. Um, The Bible doesn't record his age again until he's about 28 years old Wow! and when he was actually it's records when he was 30 mm-hmm. but you can backtrack and it was about 28 years old uh, when he actually interpreted the dreams for the baker and the butler while he was in prison right in between 17 and 28 is where he got slowed, sold into slavery mm-hmm. um, he was in Potiphar's house and of course he was made the head of his house and then his wife, Potiphar's wife, accused him of rape, and then he ended up going into prison. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really say um, how long he was in Potiphar's house and how long he was in prison. It just says that there was a transition that happened there. Mm-hmm. And, of course, while he was in prison, um, he was made head over the prison, you know, by the guard. And that's where he met the baker and the butler. Right. Um, of course, he interpreted their dreams. And then he asked, the, I believe it was the butler, like, say, once you get restored back to your position, um, please make sure, you know, you kind of mention me to Pharaoh and let yeah. him know that, you know, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. I'm a Hebrew. You know, this is kind of I'm un- unjustly put in prison and so forth and so on. Right. He's but it was, yes. And it was another two years after that um, interpretation that he actually stood before Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. So in all, he was actually between slavery and prison. He was there for about 13 years. Wow. And then um, after that, like I say, when he stood before uh, Pharaoh, Mm -hmm. um, he interpreted Pharaoh's dream about, you know, the seven years of plenty and the seven years of famine. Um, It was through the seven years of plenty, you know, he was working for Pharaoh and he was collecting the food and everything, you know, stocking up the storehouses. Mm -hmm. And then it was in the second year of famine 
that his brothers actually came to him, you know, asking for, um, at the behest of their father, asking for grain and corn because the famine was so great. Mm -hmm. So it was actually a nine-year gap between when he stood before Pharaoh for the first time and when his brothers came and bowed down to him. Wow. So now let's do the math again. Yeah. So 17 years old is Mm -hmm. when he had the dream. Right. Both dreams. And it wasn't until he was 39 years old when the dream was fulfilled. So that's a 22-year gap between the time he had the dream and the time it was fulfilled. Wow. Right. (laughs) And the, the thing that we're talking about today is living the dream yeah um when you look at joseph's situation uh that's pretty tough yeah <laughs> to have you know such a, a magnificent uh dream presented to you or revealed to you mm-hmm. you know evidently he was an interpreter of dreams because he did that quite a few times you mm-hmm. know over the course of his tenure in prison and, and you know that's what caused him to stand before pharaoh right so he understood in part what the dream was going to what it meant as well as his brothers. That's why yeah. they got so upset. As yeah. well as his father. That's why he rebuked them in yeah. a sense. Because True. he was like, what are you trying to say? We're going to be bowed down to you? Right. But it was 22 years. Some of it long and I'm, I'm assuming pretty hard right. years. Before he actually became or that dream came to pass. Right. The process. That's yeah. Something. And that's the part that... Um, we want to really focus in on oh yeah is the process and he's like the perfect example of getting through the process 17 years old get two dreams saying hey you're going to be great people are going to bow down to you and you don't not it didn't happen overnight you didn't wake up and like boom bow down to me and it wasn't just anybody it was his brothers and his father and his mother wow that's crazy so that is what we're going to be talking about just the process the, the getting through living the actual dream to yes so laugh because your eyes got broke. i know i'm so <laughs> excited about this topic i'm like oh my god this is so we've been talking about this for i don't know how many days now but it's like oh i hope that it comes across to the listeners how much passion we have about this topic and how important that we have to get this so. Yeah. So let's just start off with one of the, the points that we kind of had. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, knowing from whence cometh the dream. And that's part of the issue that a lot of us have is when we have dreams and we have visions or we have, you know, thoughts about our future. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't know kind of the origin of those thoughts and dreams and visions. Yeah. Of course, we know that God does provide. He gives dreams and visions. He, that's how he speaks to us. Mm-hmm. I believe it's in Job. 33rd chapter talks about that, like visions of the night on our bed. Mm-hmm. You know, he speaks also when you talk about in the books of Acts, as well as Joel, when he talks about pouring out of his spirit. Mm-hmm. He said, your young men shall dream dreams and see visions, women shall see visions. So that is a mode of operation for God. Even right. with his prophets, he said he deal with them in dreams and in visions. Right. And um, he uses that to communicate to us his purpose and his will mm-hmm. and his desire for our lives. A lot of times, though, as it relates to that, um, we also conjure up our own dreams and our own visions. Mm -hmm. Ecclesiastes talks about that where it says because of the multitude of business, you know, we dream dreams or have visions. And a lot of times where we run into the challenge is we don't know the difference between what God has said or the vision that God has for us versus the vision that we have for ourselves. Right. 
That's so true. And we see it all the time. People jump up and say, oh, I'm going to do this. I want to do this. I have this great dream I have. I'm, I'm going to be used greatly by God and all that, you know, just coming up with your own stuff sometimes. Yeah. And, and it's because of, again, the multitude of business, the yeah. things that you see, the people that you're around, you know, the influences that you allow in, a, in your life, mm-hmm. you know, they can shape how you see your future. Yeah. It's good. You know, a lot of times you want to have good influences in your life. You want to have people, you know, that have accomplished something or that are doing something, you know, to inspire you mm-hmm. so that you can pursue similar, you know, endeavors. Yeah. But the thing is, is when it comes down to the visions and the dreams that God gives you, it has to trump that. Yeah. And that's where we a lot of times run into challenges when our visions and our dreams of our future do not align with what God is telling us. Even more so, sometimes we don't even know that God is really speaking to us because we're dull of hearing or, you know, because we have so many other things going on in our mind, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not in tune or attentive to what it is that God really wants for our future. Yeah. We're so, for lack of a better way of saying it, hell bent on accomplishing what we want to accomplish in our lives until nothing else matters. Yeah. Like tunnel vision, just short-sighted, obsessed. This, I know this is what I'm here for. This, and you haven't really sought the Lord or like you say not listening correct because it's not fitting into how you see how it's supposed to go yeah. so you'll miss all of that but that's why you say you have to know where the dream is coming from yeah and it's kind of applauded in our society for us to be singularly focused in that mm-hmm. regard like I say have a vision have a dream you know have a idea you know of what your future should be and go after it yeah. And you put all your time, your energy, your effort, your resources towards accomplishing, right. you know, this dream. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily bad, but no. it's just one of those things where if you really want to get to the, the get the most out of your life, you know, if you want to really be able to, you know, have fulfillment, have joy, have happiness, you know, and and really, you know, accomplish all that you are able to, it's better to make sure that that dream is aligned with what God is calling for you what god is asking of you what god is you know seeing you to be Mm -hmm. yeah one thing about it is um when god speaks you know like when he told joseph that dream when he showed joseph that dream it was almost like gave him something to hold on to because as we can see it didn't happen overnight look at all those years that went by joseph would have been like you know what maybe it was just me maybe i just thought this up but it was to help him be prepared for going through to get the dream the process that it took for him to be ready to receive that dream yeah and i can imagine like i say when he first had the dream not only one but two dreams you know the, the second dream probably solidified in his mind that it, it must is going to happen this is yeah. going to be so so he probably got a little excited yeah you know he's 17 you, mm-hmm. you're immature you're young you're anxious yes. you're excited you, mm-hmm. You're just about to enter into those stages of adulthood where you start making your own decisions and mm-hmm. start marking out your own path. So, yeah, you yeah, probably did kind of speak it in excitement, you know, speak it like, hey, guess what? You know, I had these dreams and he probably said it, you know, as, as a child and as a youth with ex- exuberance and excitement. Mm-hmm. And they took it as, oh, you think you're better oh, than me. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. You got to be careful who you tell your dreams to. Yeah. You know, who you share them with. Absolutely. And I probably wouldn't have shared it with them personally because it's like, yeah, you don't really like me like that. You, you think they didn't? He, you think he picked up on it? Like after he probably they said something, he did. Like me too much here. Uh, <laughs> probably like the minute he said, he's like, oh, maybe oh. I shouldn't have said that. 
but by then it was already out and now you have to deal with it yeah but even before then like we talk about that dream and knowing from whence it comes Mm -hmm. like i said when it's a a god-given dream it it really is kind of one of those things where you're about to transition yeah when god reveals something to you or he he shows you or discloses to you you know an aspect or a portion or a piece of your future you probably want to get prepared because something's about to happen. Yeah. Um, like I say, when God speaks, it's not for naught. Mm-hmm. Like I say, he's just not going to waste his words. He's not going to waste his visions and revelations on you. But mm-hmm. something's about to, you're about to go into a phase of transition. Yeah. And that's the part that as we dream, we don't think about that too much. Yeah. That's that. Wake up. Yep. Okay. And that's why we're so quick to, to tell everybody and share with everybody because we, we see this part. We see the, you know, the, the end game mm-hmm. as we suppose. We'll get to that later. But we, we think it's, oh, this is going to happen for me. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm going to be and so forth and so on. We get so excited and we get so, you know. <laughs> you know, just gung-ho and zealous for us to be able to accomplish that dream. Mm-hmm. And we just go tell everybody. Yes. Not realizing, like, you know you're about to start transitioning, right? Yeah. And you know that some of these people that you're talking to and that you're sharing the dream with could be a part of that transition. Yeah. He didn't know that his brothers were going to put him into the pit. Nope. That probably was the furthest thing from his mind, that his brothers were going to do something like that to him. Right. But they were a part of his transition yes. and, and actually living in his part of living the dream. Yeah, that's something that like it was all orchestrated by God, like the timing, Absolutely. everything, just the, Ish- the Ishmaelites and the people traveling to Egypt. All of this was set in place by God. Yeah. Like this all has to happen in order for Joseph to get to Egypt to fulfill that part of the dream. Yeah, because quite frankly, how else would he have gotten there? Exactly. And that's something that <laughs> we we struggle with at times with when things don't go our way or things are, you know, not quite as pretty or as rosy as we would expect it to be in our journey mm-hmm. and in our living of the dream. Mm-hmm. You know, we get all frustrated. We get mad. We get upset. We get despondent. We get discouraged mm-hmm. because it didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. Exactly. The way I interpreted the dream. I don't see how it's going to come to pass by me going in this direction. Right. And I'm very certain that he didn't think that going to Egypt was a part of the, the necessary plan. Yeah. Because again, he was, he was looking at it. Well, I got my brothers mm-hmm. and I got my mother and my father. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that I saw exactly. bowing down to me. So why in the world am I going to Egypt right. and not just going to Egypt, but I'm going to Egypt as a slave. Same. I go from free to now being put into slavery. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to speak for me. Like I say, watching these movies as of late and different <laughs> things, I'm quite sure it wasn't the, the same type I of slavery <laughs> as they had in America. But, mm-hmm. you know, just my context and my view of slavery in general is like going from being free, roaming the fields, you know, being able to go come and go as I please. Right. You know, having a father that loves me and cares about me deeply so much to so that he's showing favor to me. Having a mother that's probably doting on me because I'm her first child when at first she wasn't going to be able to have children, mm-hmm. you know. Among my brothers, even though they didn't like me, I didn't really know that. So I was good. You know, I just thought I was just younger than them and they was just, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. So I'm going from all of these comforts, you know, and all of these thoughts of, ooh, I'm going to be the head of the household to Mm -hmm. now I'm in slavery. 
Right. Now I'm traveling, you know, so many miles away from my family to a country that I know nothing about, Mm -hmm. you know, with people that I don't know what they're going to do to me. You know, I didn't know if they was going to keep me or what was going to happen. I know it was hard slavery. I don't know what's going to be in the house. I don't know Mm -hmm. nothing. I have lost complete control of my life in an instant. Wow. But I had this dream, though. Right. And God gave it to him. Exactly. It wasn't like he was just like, I was talking to my friends and I had this dream, like the multitude of business type of situation. It was like, I was thinking to myself. And then, you know. I said, self, you're going to be great. Yeah. And they're (laughs) going to bow down to me. You know, It wasn't even. God didn't tell him, hey, um, this is what's going to happen, but this is what you have to go through to get it. It was like, I'm going to show you this. Now, go. Everything just goes haywire. Like, wait a minute. This is not matching what I saw in my dream. Yeah, but like I say, that dream led to the beginning of a transition. Yeah. And he started, he had that dream. He started living that dream almost immediately. Right. Things Not started in the to sense happen. of how you would think. Oh, no, 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 no. We mm-hmm. think living the dream is getting to the fulfillment. But right, yeah. all of the process that you go through is a part of living that dream. Yeah. So we have to embrace this journey. Oh, yeah. You might as well. I mean, you might as well. I don't even. Yeah, <laughs> But that junk hurt because it's uh, when we see we see the end of Joseph's story, but we didn't. He didn't know that this is how it's going to end up. Nope. So we look at all the things he went through in the t- in the time, those all those years. Mm-hmm. You know, he went through. He like, what was his mindset at the time? Like, well, God gave me this dream, so I'm just gonna just keep waiting. Not today, maybe. You know, like how how he was able to embrace the journey. Because God was with them, and He proved that He was with them. Even um, Potiphar's house was given to him. Everything that was in Potiphar's hand, He gave to Joseph. Besides his wife, He didn't know what He had besides what He ate. True. You know, it was like God was with Joseph, and the Bible even says that, so people could see. Even though He was going through and He was in His trials, God was still with Him, helping Him through the journey. But He still had to go through it. You know. Yeah, and part of that embracing of the journey is you have to be willing to learn. Yeah. Be willing to grow. And then you also have to execute as well. I mean, you got to you got to do what you do. Um, One of the things that sometimes um, prohibits us from really being able to come to the fulfillment of the dream sooner rather than later Mm -hmm. is we quit. Yeah. Um, Right in the the midst of us being made or, you know, us being matured or us being developed for where God wants us to be. Right. We quit because it's not again, it's not what we expected. It's harder than what we anticipated. You know, things ain't going in the direction that we thought it would, especially in the timing that we think it would. Exactly. Not understanding that the trials that we go through, they're the things that are preparing us for the fulfillment of that dream. To your point, mm-hmm. he was in Potiphar's house. The Bible says God was with Joseph. Mm-hmm. And it was evident because everything that Joseph touched, everything that he was over and responsible for, God blessed it. And Potiphar understood that mm-hmm. to the point where even when he was in prison. Yep. Same thing. Yep. And all of these points of his life were really points of preparation and development. I'm pretty sure Potiphar's house was pretty big. It was significant. He probably had, you know, a lot of land and mm-hmm. different things. So, right. you know, Joseph probably had some significant responsibilities, mm-hmm. you know, but he was a slave. See? But he had the responsibility. He had the opportunity to learn, to grow, to develop, right. to enhance and hone his skills, you know, as a, a manager, as an administrator, yeah. as a, a leader. You know, he had that opportunity even while he was a slave. Wow. Then you get over into prison. It's 
again, another situation, mm-hmm. not his fault. He had nothing to do with it, just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And now you go from, like, say, bad to worse. Mm-hmm. Like, at least with slavery, you had some freedoms. You know, you had some accoutrements, you know, <laughs> of good living because he was the head of Potiphar's house. So I'm pretty sure he ate okay. He probably mm-hmm. ate the greatest, but he ate pretty good, you know. Yeah. He knew everything that was going on. So he probably had some, you know, amenities and some perks. Yeah. But now you're in prison. Yeah. But, you know, even in prison, he found favor. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to say. He's, the same thing happened. God was with Joseph while he was even in prison to the point where exactly how it happened at Potiphar's house. Mm-hmm. Here we go again. Joseph, before you know it, he in charge of everything. Wow. And he's running the prison effectively, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, doing building on what he had already started when he was at Potiphar's house. Now he's building upon that in prison. Yeah. The funny thing is, is if he stayed at home with all his brothers in front of him, he would have never really had the opportunity to develop or enhance or hone those skills because you had Reuben all the way down to one of them other ones before (laughs) (laughs) it was a lot of them boys. I mean, he was the second to last. It was him and then it was Benjamin. So if you know all of the other 10, that's who all was in front of him, you know, and Reuben was the head. And if you look at it, Reuben was the one that was the rightful heir, you know, to the inheritance Mm -hmm. because he was the eldest son. So Joseph really didn't have a chance he was so deep in that lineup oh yeah you know that would he have ever gotten even the opportunity to really begin to develop and hone those skills that god had placed in him had he not been sent to slavery had he not went to prison you know Mm -hmm. and while he was there as much as he didn't like being there as much as it was inconvenient for him he didn't quit he didn't sulk he didn't get down and you know get depressed and discouraged and despondent to the point where he just stopped doing what god placed in him to do Mm -hmm. they say he kept working yeah he kept learning he kept Mm -hmm. growing he kept executing and they said he had an excellent spirit and because Mm -hmm. of that it it happened so later that there was an opportunity yeah took him two years to remember like oh yeah yeah there was one in prison that interpreted my dream, you know. Yeah, but had, the opportunity, like I said, yeah. was two years beforehand. Yeah. Where they he had the, the dreams and he interpreted oh, yes. them. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then it was a whole two-year span before anybody even remembered that he had did that. Yeah. But if we look at the numbers, though, from 17 to 28, mm-hmm. he was 28 no. when he interpreted the dreams. But he had 11 years up until he got to the point of interpreting the dreams where he was just putting in that work. Wow. He was living. See, that's crazy. Like, if it's God ordained, if, if you can't force it. You don't want to force what God has planned for us. Oh, no. You know? And that's sometimes where we definitely falter. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of embracing the moment, um, embracing the journey, being present where we are, because it's something that we don't like, because it's something that is not convenient or comfortable for us, mm-hmm. we try to force our way out of it. Mm-hmm. We try to go into other areas and venues and arenas. And unfortunately, we're not getting everything that we need in order for us to be prepared for us to get to the fulfillment of yeah. the dream that God has given us. Yeah. Like back to what we were saying before, you're blindsided. So you're going to be more frustrated Mm-hmm. in the process you know as opposed to actually working towards the fulfillment you're gonna be stuck in resentment anger yep. um offense because things aren't working how i want them to work right now you know yep. and we st- again we stop working 
Mm-hmm. And then we start leaning to our own understanding and mm-hmm. we start making a mess of things. You know, we start trying our own way mm-hmm. instead of really just trusting what God is doing, has done and he's doing. Right. We start trying to make our own moves, as we say, mm-hmm. because this ain't I don't want this. This ain't what I was expecting. This isn't what I thought it was going to be taking too long. Oh, that's a big one. Taking too long. And for yeah. us, 11 years seems like a very, very, very long time right so you're getting older you're looking around like man yep. okay maybe this is it maybe i'll just stop here maybe it was just a dream dream you know like right. maybe it really was just a dream and the thing was he wasn't really doing a whole lot to make the dream come to pass no he was just he was just living living because he he wasn't really it doesn't the bible doesn't speak of him making any specific moves you know to be in leadership in his household because right. he wasn't even there mm-hmm. <laughs> The place that he saw himself, he was completely removed from that situation. Mm-hmm. All, and for 11 years, he's serving somewhere else. Yep. And yep. for him, like I say, he had to know and he had to trust that God was with him. Mm-hmm. Like we had mentioned before, um, even to the point when Potiphar's wife, you know, tried to seduce him and, you know, make him lie with her. He mm-hmm. was like, look, I know I'm not at home with my dad and my family. But um, it's bigger than them. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't sin against God. So right. therefore, as much as I probably flesh wise would like to do it, I think we've talked about this before and being a young man and, mm-hmm. you know, realizing the situation that you're in and probably mm-hmm. strategic in this thought like, well, if I got part of his wife, then, you know, I pretty much got all control of the house. I could pretty much come and go and do as I please. Mm-hmm. You know, I really can become the man. Right. But he didn't want to sin against God. Right. So he was willing to suffer being wrongly accused mm-hmm. and potentially could have cost him his life, right. you know, but he's like, I, I can't do this against God. Mm-hmm. And that's what solidified, you know, to me with God, like he's for me. He wants me. He trusts me because a lot of times we find ourselves when we're going through the process of living through our dream and, you know, coming to the fulfillment where the enemy does come in and he does tempt us. Mm-hmm. And, if you're not careful, well, because it, it looks good, it's attractive, it's something that can get us out of our current situation, mm-hmm. you know, it can provide some sense of relief and mm-hmm. solace. And because we can't see, you know, where this is going, sometimes we jump at it. Yeah. And we short circuit yeah. our dream or the dream that God has given us. Right. Or the dream he had. Yeah. He has for us. So we have to, we have to trust the process and just rest in the arms of God. His mm-hmm. timing is perfect. He has it all orchestrated. Everything happens for a reason. If we just follow his will, his plan, his leading, it will make a huge difference. We have to come out of our own minds. And we're not writing this script, as I try to say. I'm not writing this script. I don't know how this story is going to end. I just know that there is an end. God has an end for me. As he said, they expect it and everybody talks about, mm-hmm. but it's like, but I don't know how I'm going to get there, uh, yes. <laughs> you know? but it's like, I don't want to quit because that's a temptation too. Like we talk about drugs, alcohol, but quitting is another temptation that the enemy will bring. Just stop. You know, it's True. not working. You, 
you've been toiling this ground for the longest you've been giving you've been sowing you've been doing this you've been doing that nothing's working out why are you why are you doing this you got family and friends look like they succeeding they just woke up and everything's working out for them and here you are still struggling with the same old same old and are you sure the lord told you that you know just all these things could be coming at you while you're trusting the process god has for you and just keeping the faith and not going your own accord like forget it i'm just gonna do what i want to do this ain't make no sense you know so true we have to trust the process yeah and that trusting comes with uh submission mm-hmm. and committing our ways to him and then beginning to focus on seeking his will and his guidance for our lives right because again it's so easy to lean to our own understanding mm-hmm. it's so easy to forget to acknowledge god in all of our ways we're intelligent people mm-hmm. you know we we got sense you know some of us are you know we're, we're educated we're reasonable you know in our thoughts and how we see things and how we perceive things to move forward right so you know it's it's easy to to lean to our own understanding especially mm-hmm. when things do not look like they're driving towards the the finish line that we see or that we expect and to your point it's just uh, a discipline that we have to develop yeah it's a faith you know yep like you look at psalms 37 um has quite a few scriptures that talks about the different ways in which we should be right. like trusting the lord delighting ourselves also in the lord committing our ways into the lord and right. resting in the lord we always talk about the delight thyself in the mm-hmm. lord he gave desires in your heart and you know that that's true mm-hmm. but the thing is is that you got to understand that when you delight yourself in the lord that means that you are moving away from your own desires and yes. your, your own plans and your own ambitions your own visions and really beginning to to delight mm-hmm. and to trust and to conform and to really buy into mm-hmm. what it is that he has for you yeah and when you begin to do that yeah he will give you the desires of your heart mm-hmm. he will begin to not only give you the things that you want but he will put into your heart what you desire mm-hmm. he will replace the desires that you've had for certain things in your life or certain you know accomplishments or certain um uh, stanchions and he'll put something else there mm-hmm. you know and then he will begin to work through you and with you to accomplish those things right and it's like the closer or the more you delight yourself in the lord the more your desires change towards his will. Exactly. It's like it's no longer a self-centered prayer or he's going to give me everything I want. So it may have started off with a lot of material things, a lot of fleshly prideful things that make you feel good about yourself. And, all. and eventually the closer you get, the more you delight in the Lord, those desires are probably more than likely going to change more towards what's important to God, you know, not what's important to you. Exactly. Like serving others, submitting to others, helping. It's not going to be only about me, myself, and I. So just understand yeah. that. Because most of our dreams are usually me, myself, and I. Yeah. Just be myself and I. Oh, yeah. I don't know the rest of that song. but I don't even know that song. <laughs> but yeah. But and it, it's a challenge, again, to us as we go through this life. And we're taught to have these visions and have yeah. these dreams for our future. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're, we're told that we're aimless or, mm-hmm. you know, we're just kind of existing. And you don't want to just exist. You want to have something in front of you that you're pursuing and something that you're chasing after, something that you're working towards and for. So we develop these dreams. Yeah. And they become so solidified in our minds that it's difficult for us to make the transition to dropping what we want to do. Right. And really now focusing on what God has given us and what god has told us yes. that is his dream and his will for our lives that is like 
easier said than done. Yeah, but that's oh, that's where that committing and submitting comes in. Yes. And that's the part that we struggle. I'm speaking yeah. candidly about myself. Oh, yeah. We struggle with that, mm-hmm. especially when you talk about natural matters. Yeah. You talk about for career development, growth and progression. You mm-hmm. talk about education. You talk about even your children, you yeah. know, and just their paths for their future. Submitting all of that to God and putting that in his hands and trusting mm-hmm. that he has the best interest of us all at heart and he's going to do what's best mm-hmm. in spite of what I see. Right. That's <laughs> that's that's tough. It is, but he say that you trust in, trust in him, that's what pleases him, having Absolutely. faith in him. And I, I can see that now. It's like you're saying, Lord, I don't even, it's here, take this. Whatever you want, I'm going to do it. I'm not even going to complain. I'm just going to do what you have in mind for me to do. Even True. though I'm talented in this area, I'm great and everybody thinks I'm good at this, I'm really good at that. What do you want me to do with these talents and gifts that you gave me? Mm-hmm. You know, and that takes a lot to to just submit to God. It's just, True. It's hard because you can't see anything, you know. Yeah. Well, the Bible say that we walk by faith, <laughs> not, by, not sight. by sight. Yeah. Um, one of the bullets before we get even deeper into that particular conversation is that the time of fulfillment is far exceeds the time of frustration. Mm-hmm. And just for a better way of saying, worth it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. We have to understand that oh when God. we submit our ways to the Lord and we really do, you know, come under the authority and the suggestion to his plan for our lives. Although there may be those times in our lives where things are not working out the way we expect it to. Mm-hmm. Just know that when you get to where he has you to be or he will have you to be, that that expected end far exceeds, first of all, anything that you could have ever thought, anything that you could have ever imagined for your life it's going to far exceed that first of all mm-hmm. the fulfillment the joy the happiness the contentment that you'll be able to experience it ain't about whether you got a lot of money or you, you know driving the fanciest cars or you're able to travel all over the world right that's not the point it's being fulfilled is being yes. you know complete being able to have a life of contentment mm-hmm. which people that have all these things sometimes do not have mm-hmm. you know and it took joseph what yes. 13 years before he got to the point where mm-hmm. he started to see brighter days, so so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like I say, it was the first 13 years, like I say, 17 up to 30. Mm-hmm. He was in somebody's prison or he was somebody's slave. Right. But once he hit that 30-year mark, now he's standing next to Pharaoh and he's interpreting Pharaoh's dream. Mm-hmm. And in interpreting of his dream, he wasn't expecting nothing but at best to be let go and be mm-hmm. freed. Right. Because when Pharaoh said, okay, what do I do? Joseph said, well, you need to go find somebody, you know, that's mm-hmm. got wisdom and understanding and to know how to, you know, kind of administer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this particular plan that I've set forth or the strategy that right. I've set forth. Well, I didn't really set it forth. God did. I'm yeah. just interpreting the dream. Mm-hmm. And then Pharaoh said, well, well, how about you? Paraphrasing. He probably was like, huh? <laughs> didn't even know he's talking about himself right if Pharaoh was like well See, it, oh, why, why wouldn't why would we just use you he was like what the oh, right oh okay. again god orchestrating awesome oh, amazing yeah. oh my gosh and think about it how else would he got t- to you. egypt and how else would he have had an opportunity to stand before pharaoh in order for him to do what he did at potiphar house do what he did in the prison See, that's why we just got to come on through here. Because he, he was interpreting wow. dreams in prison. Yeah. And he was leading households at Potiphar's house as well as prison. And he was being made See? for this position. Oh, uh, But look, okay, do the math for me. So mm-hmm. Joseph dies at 110. Yep. 
and then he got to Pharaoh. He he was with Pharaoh when he was what, thirty. Thirty. So from thirty to one hundred and ten, he was in the fulfillment of the dream. Eighty years. Compared to twenty-two years. Nope. Is that right? Really, Com- compared to thirteen years of being in prison and being in slavery, just thirteen years. So he went through the pr- th- the process for thirteen years. Thirteen years in the process. Then he became second only to Pharaoh at 30. Now, the part that you're talking about is where, you know, the, the 10 sheaves were bowing down to him, which was his brothers. Yeah. That was when he turned 39. Okay. So when that aspect of the dream was fulfilled, he was 39 years old. Oh, okay. But he had gotten to the place that God wanted him to be in at 30. Wow. This is where we, we're going <laughs> to move over to this other piece. Timing. But the time and fulfillment far exceeds the time of frustration. So he had more fulfillment than frustration. 13 years of frustration for 80 years of fulfillment. 80 years of being second only to Pharaoh. 80 years of being the man as far as Egypt was concerned. Because for what he did for Pharaoh, that was, it was amazing. But those skills and those abilities and those talents were honed when he was in Potiphar's house and when he was in prison. He learned how to be a, a good administrator of a household. And plus, God was working through him and with him. Mm-hmm. So once he got there, it was a, the scale was different, but the skill that was required was still the same. See? Only thing that changed was the scale. And the thing is, is he executed that plan to perfection to the point where when they got into the years of famine, yes. say, first of all, they were the only one that had surplus. So people from all over started to come and buy. And I'm pretty sure they were buying at a pretty hefty price. So he was making bank left over right <laughs> and then it got to the point where you know they didn't have anything else to sell mm-hmm. and he still had grain so he was like you know what especially the egyptians how about you give me your land and mm-hmm. he said what i'm gonna do is is instead of me keeping your land you can go back and you could till your land but 20 percent of whatever you produce from this day forward and forever it's mine or mine being pharaoh's so you know how rich he made pharaoh right that's why it said in in the book of i think exodus there are rules of pharaoh that did not know joseph wow. because anybody that knew what joseph did knew that he's one of the, the key figures that really established uh, egypt as a powerhouse wow oh my goodness now, who would have thunk it right this wow. dude talking about you know my my daddy and my mama and my brother is going to be bowing down to me and here you oh got one of the, if not one of the greatest you know, civilizations in the world, they all bowing down to you. He said, God made me, you know, a father to Pharaoh. See, He made him a lord in Egypt. He was second only to Pharaoh. Anything that he said went. Wow. For That's 80 years. Amazing. Exactly. Amazing. And the thing is, is he would have never got there Mm-mm. if he leaned to his own understanding and if he did it the way that he thought it should have went, right. because or go ahead. That one when he, t- if the if that baker would have remembered him when he first got out, it was like three yep. days they got out, and well, I don't know when the ha- Pharaoh had that dream, but if he would have got out earlier, this would have been short circuited, because he's like, I'm innocent. Tell him to get me out of here. Yep, that is true. That is uh, Genesis forty fourteen through fifteen, and yeah. he was twenty eight years old at yeah. that time. The problem is, is Pharaoh had not had the dream yet. Right. So, so how would they have 
at best he would have got out at best he would have went back home with his brethren who could have interpreted that dream if he wasn't there exactly it was a setup by everything that happened was set up by god and that's the part sometimes that we don't understand while we're going through our troubles and our trials while we're living truly living the dream we don't fully understand or appreciate everything that's happening to, to put us in the position to be able to come to f- for full fulfillment of that dream. Wow. And again, had Joseph got out those two years earlier, that would have been the end of that because that was his inroads into yes. Pharaoh. Everybody would have died because he didn't understand. Exactly. Nobody could interpret that dream. Nope. They didn't know. What, <laughs> wow. So okay. God has strategically placed him in each place and space that he was in to get him there that time wow. and that's why i say the timing of the lord is perfect we mm-hmm. don't understand it we can't always comprehend it we don't know why in the world i had to go this route you know but god knows exactly where you need to be and why you need to be there at that particular time because when he says something when he says it's going to be thus and thus and thus when he gives you a vision when he gives you a dream when he reveals your future to you you best believe if you just trust him and obey him it's going to happen. Yeah. Now, the, the problem is you don't know like, how it's going to happen. Right. But you know it's going to happen. Right. So it's like we have to understand that we may not understand just yet. Oh, this is the one I really like. So we only see in part, but God has the full vision. Yeah. And that's part of the problem, because when you look at Joseph, when he interpreted the dream, all he understood was that his brother's was going to bow down to him Mm -hmm. all he understood in the second dream was that not only his brothers but his father and his mother was going to bow down to him what he didn't understand was that really wasn't the dream wow that was just a little part that was just a snippet of what was going to occur as a part of the fuller picture the fuller Mm -hmm. picture was joseph was supposed to be in egypt supposed to be second to pharaoh so that he could save all of israel from dying out in that famine See, and God knew just who to exactly. give that dream to. Because if he had the skills, he mm-hmm. had the ability, he mm-hmm. had the talents, if you want to call it that, in order for him to do what was necessary at that level. And God put him in, strategically put him in different positions in his life. It might not have been the type of position that was ideal or mm-hmm. what he had wanted or desired. Mm-hmm. But God put him strategically in these positions to develop that skill that talent and that ability. That's why he couldn't be lazy. He couldn't be slothful. He had to be diligent. He had to be, you know, learning and growing and and executing. He had to stay mindful. You know, he had to realize that this was an opportunity for him to be made, even though he didn't know where it was going. Mm -hmm. But all of these things that he learned, all of these talents that he developed and he built up over that 13 year span, what was necessary for him to be able to stand, but not only stand, but to operate. Yeah in the place that God had called for him to operate in. And that's why we can't, we shouldn't try to make our desires and dreams. God's plans, like turn it backwards. Let God work it, work it out. It's not our will, but God's will, you know? Yeah. Because like I said, when we look at what we want and what we desire is usually very narrow in Mm -hmm. scope, Mm -hmm. very limited in impact. And, and, you know, it's, it's not the fullness of who we could be. If we really, truly submit our ways to God, um, like I say, with Joseph, had he looked at it, you know, as just that my parents and my mom, my brother's just going to be bowed down to me. That's so narrow compared to it was all of the civilized world knew who this dude was mm-hmm. and they respected his craft. 
Yeah. And God is the one that put him there for such a time as that. Mm-hmm. Not only for the saving of his family, but for everybody. Right. You have to talk on the natural, spiritual. You got to get Yeah. Saved. But let me, let me hit this. Don't try to. And again, what we try to do is we get a piece which God gives us. And mm-hmm. we try to develop the rest of the story, yes. you know, based on what we see and what we think and how we feel, mm-hmm. you know, and, and also based on, you know, all the different influences that we have in our mm-hmm. lives as the world tells us what success is and, yes. you know, this, that, and the other. And we use that to craft what we think we should be or how we think we should be or what our future should look like. And when God gives us a word, mm-hmm. before, and, uh, before we get to, you know, the, the natural versus spiritual mm-hmm. piece, I would love for you to tell your story about what God told you. Oh, boy. You know, <laughs> but we get a word. Yes. And if it's not conducive or it's not one of those trigger words or, you know, one of the the, the popular words that everybody, <laughs> by this time, God is going to, he's, oh, he's yeah. about to. God's uh, going to use you greatly. And yeah, he might, will be, <laughs> but do you know how? Or yeah. do you know what it's going to take for you to get to that greatly used? Can you really see the full picture? And a lot of times we take the, the piece and the part, and again, we try to mold it and craft it into what we want. Yes. And what we desire and what we think based on where we are today. And we miss that eh, no that ain't what god is talking about and as he begins to walk us through this living of the dream yeah if we continue to push our agenda keep pushing our way and and not learning how to submit and commit and learning how to really you know rest in the lord and trust him with all our heart mind and soul we start losing out we don't get to the fullness because we keep short-circuiting it we blaming god but no it's you it's, it's because you won't just give it to him. You won't just let him have it. I've been guilty of, you know, God give you a word and you're like, I don't know about that one. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, it's the, you know, it's God speaking to you. You can feel it. Don't you know, you it. feel it all in your giblets. You know, you know, it's the <laughs> Lord. You know, it's something about that that won't go away from you. It mm-hmm. sticks in your head. It resonates with you. But you try to dismiss it because I want to do this or because I want to go this direction. And I don't know how this fits in with what I want. And then you start praying that, you know, my will be done. Not thy will, Lord, but my will be done. Long, yeah, your will has to be my will. So, right. <laughs> so can you please make that happen so that I can get everything I want? And do it while I'm young. Right. You can enjoy so it. So I can have a long time of being, <laughs> you know, happy and fulfilled as I would define it, as uh, opposed to how you see me and how you want to use me and yeah. how you designed me and purposed me. Mm-hmm. You know, and we get there in some cases to where we want it to be. And we realize, like, this is not what I expected. You know, I thought it was going to make me happy. I yeah. thought it was going to cause me to feel some kind of way, fulfilled and accomplished. You know, I thought I was going to be able to, you know, really enjoy this moment. And I realized, like, I'm so far off the mark from where, you know, I really w- thought I would be if I did all these things that I had envisioned for myself. Yes. And then we start to finally figure, like, maybe I should start seeking the Lord. But yes. we've gotten so, so much accustomed. Time yeah time lost and we got so accustomed to you know doing our own thing so it, it's a little bit of a challenge for us to really submit mm-hmm. and we the growing pains that we could have went through to your point earlier mm-hmm. when we were more nimble and we were bendable pliable, and pliable. Mm-hmm. now we all crusty and, and <laughs> dusty and sometimes it cracks some stuff yes you know it's rigid <laughs> and it's a little bit more challenging for us to make these adjustments and moves not that we can't yeah but it's just more challenging for us That's so true 
But when you look at it from the standpoint of like, Lord, I don't see the full picture. I know what you told me, Mm -hmm. but I don't see everything behind what you see, what you said. You have the the full view. So therefore, I'm going to trust you. Joseph did not realize that his brothers and stuff bowing down to him was just, again, it was such a small piece of the full picture in the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And that's why once he realized like what God really was talking about, he didn't have any animosity towards his brothers. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel no ill will because he was like, this this thing was uh, of God. Yeah, I could not have gotten here any other way. <laughs> God knew that. And right. he used you in that moment to get me to where he wanted me to be. Right. Like I say, he used you to help transition me towards my purpose, towards my destiny, towards the fulfillment of my dream. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I can't get mad at you. I can't hold no grudge against you. I can't still be offended because you did this. So what? It was necessary for me to get to where God wanted me to be. And because of that, I can help you. Because of that, you know, I'm good. Because of that, I'm actually grateful. And I'm able to move forward and continue to fulfill his purpose for my life without having any kind of anchors. Yeah, and he spared a whole nation. Yes. He saved their lives. Yes. So where, where was we going next? But oh, yeah. um, I was going to share. You wanted me to oh, share yeah, a little ahead. bit. <laughs> Sorry. But, <laughs> I got excited. Uh, yeah, you got excited. I'm like, oh, maybe I don't have to say nothing. But no, just... um. I can kind of I understand this this lesson is perfect for me. I love it cuz I struggled, I struggled and I struggled with this um just understanding dreams. I'm a dreamer, I'm a dreamer. Oh, I have all these dreams. And I remember years ago, years ago when I was we were newly married, maybe a couple years in, and we were having our babies. And I was I just prayed like, "Lord, what is my purpose?" You know, "What is my purpose?" And I only got one word, which was mother. And you think you I, mad. yeah, you would think I, well, I'm having all these babies and that's all I'm good for is just having babies. I, I completely, like you say, missed the whole thing of what God was trying to tell me, if, you know, to understand, to stretch that, to understand what does it mean by mother? What do you mean? Just mother, just have kids. That's all I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So I was frustrated for years because I thought that it was supposed to be. Oh, you're going to be this great playwright. You're going to be like a female Tyler Perry. You're going to make movies. You're going to make books. You're going to do all this other kind of, all these other things. Mm-hmm. I was like, so this is not fitting into what I had in mind. Like, no, um, no, no, this is not working. But as I started to humble myself and really start understanding what that word meant, you know, it calmed me down like, oh, I'm in learning to embrace what he called me to do, my purpose. And I'm still learning today. I'm not going to say I know it all, but as I get closer to God, my desires, as we talked about before, my desires are changing. It's no longer about me, myself, and I, my name, great. Look at what I can do. Look at my gifts and my abilities. Look at my talent. Look at me, 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 me. Nothing like that anymore. Now it's like, Lord, thy will be done. But starting off, it wasn't that way. And I think I lost some years in there because uh, for my making process for the fulfillment of motherhood, which is not ever is never you never stop, you know, but just fully understanding what that word means. um, It has helped me now um, as I get closer to the Lord and understanding more and more what he's calling me to do. It's really if I if I never make another play, if I never it's okay. I'm good. I am embracing God's will is so much more exciting to me than what I could ever imagine or dream. So 
yeah, that that's just a little snippet. But um, I'm still learning and I'm excited about this lesson. I'm going to apply it to my life, too. So whenever I start, I start getting frustrated and thinking I'm supposed to be doing this, I should have been doing that. Like it's a process. We don't know. The story's not even over yet. Who knows? But even either way, I am OK. <laughs> you know, true. So, yeah. And I've had the same thing where the Lord told me, you know, gave me a snippet and I immediately start trying to do all these things yeah. to, to make that happen. And I didn't realize, like, it's going to be in his time. Right. I just figured what well, you told me, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah, like, wake up. Okay, where's it at? Right. Come on. <laughs> and just having to kind of slow down and, more importantly, start to listen for his direction and his guidance on what he wants me to do and not be so rigid, talking mm-hmm. about myself, rigid in how I expect it to come to fruition. Yeah. Um, I was one that definitely, and it's just we talk about the natural and the spiritual motives piece, the spiritual part is over here. The natural part is over here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I handle my career. I handle that part of my life, financials and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I give and I participate. But you handle my soul and you handle, you know, my attitude, my heart, and my character towards you. Mm-hmm. But as far as the career and all that stuff, I got that. You know, <laughs> I, w- I went to school, so I got that. <laughs> I go to work every day. I got that. I, I have a vision. I have my 30, 60, 90, you know, I have my two year, I have my five year plan. I got that. Mm-hmm. You know, I know where I want to be. I see the levels, you know, I want to be a director, of VP. Yeah, I got that. I don't, I don't need you for that. I'm good. Mm. I'm Gucci. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> um, please don't. I'm terrible with slang. So, oh, well. Yeah, I don't need It's probably out of, out of date. <laughs> so I was separating, you know, the natural versus the spiritual. And we have to realize that God wants control of all of us Mm -hmm. and when he's giving us a vision and he's giving us a dream it's not just for a particular portion of us it's for our whole entire person Mm -hmm. and say god gives us gifts he gives us talents Mm -hmm. he gives us abilities and he knows how they can be best utilized and how they can be best served for his purpose in every area not just in the church side but also the natural side right and he wants to position us and put us in places and spaces where we can be good stewards, mm-hmm. where we can do the 60, 90, 100 fold, where our talent can go from one to 10 or mm-hmm. two to five, four mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. You know, and he wants to position us for that. Joseph was the right person for that because yes. he had the talents. Yes. He had the abilities. Mm-hmm. He had the skills. And God put him in the places that he needed to be in order to develop those skills and mm-hmm. talents and abilities so that when the time for him to really stand up on the main stage, he was ready. He was ready. And a lot of times we, we will put that on the spiritual side, but we won't take it to every area. Yeah. You know, and allow God to really be the one, the conductor of our lives, to, you know, to really be the one that sets mm-hmm. the stage and the tone for who we're going to be and where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. We don't want to live his dream. We want to live our own dream. Yes. That's, and yes. we find ourselves fighting so struggling. hard, struggling, you know, many uh, nights yes. of frustration and anger. I'm, you will not be you fulfilled. Know, you can't be because no. this is not who God called you to be, but yet you're trying to do it anyway. But I'm good at it, though. And <laughs> yeah, but you go into points of rebellion because, yes. again, you have a very narrow, narrow view of what your skills and what your abilities yeah. and talents can afford you to do. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked many a times about, yes. you know, well, I can produce. I said, do you know all of the tenants mm-hmm. of, and all the different talents and activities that go on in production? 
it's not just for producing a play. Yeah. Those skills and abilities can be used in so yeah. many other places and spaces. Mm -hmm. But because, well, I think I only could do this. Yep. That's the, you think mm -hmm. you can only yes. do this. Yes, you are telling the truth, amen. And God is like, yes. you could do so much more yeah. if you just give it to me. Mm-hmm. Put them at my feet. Yeah. Give me your gifts. Give me your talents. Let me work through you. Mm -hmm. Let me be the one to exalt on, you. Let yes. me be the one to put you where you need to be. Trust my process from yes. the beginning to the end. Don't get faint. Don't yeah. get weary in well-doing. Knowing that in due season you shall reap if you faint not. That's Both right. eternal That's life right. but also even here being able to be exactly who God has called you to be. Amen. Be diligent in all your matters because yeah. if you be diligent, God will allow you or put you in a position where you stand before kings. Yep. You stand before princes. Yeah. It ain't got to be a person that's a millionaire. Kings and princes exist at all levels. That's right. You just don't even know who they are. That's right. You know, kings and princes in the kingdom of God, the kings and princes in the kingdom of man. Yep. God could cause you to stand before great men, great women, mm -hmm. and be able to give your gift, give your talent, do what God has called you to do, fulfill the dream that he's placed in you. Yeah. You know, another point we shouldn't forget is not to look at other, like you look at someone else's gifts and abilities and because you're not like them. Exactly. Um, or you're not as maybe good, but not as good as them or whatever the case is, you do nothing. Exactly. And you're frustrated and you're mad and all that, but you, you got to do what God gave you to do. Don't bury your talent like the other one did. It was like, well, I was, a, you know, so you, you still have to do again what God has for you, and not other people. Yeah, and you just have to trust the vision and the dream that God has placed in you for you. Mm -hmm. As you learn more, as He reveals it, like I said, yeah. it's just like Joseph. It took him a while. You know when he remembered the dream when he was thirty-nine. Wow. When his brothers came and he recognized them, and then they bowed to him because they were asking for grain. All of a sudden, the dream wow. came back to his mind. He remembered what had happened. So many years had passed. Mm. So many things he had went through and endured, but he had already been living, you know, in the promise. He's mm -hmm. already been enjoying, you know, the blessing of God. But he realized, like, oh, my goodness, this was a part of it, but this wasn't the full picture wow. of it. That's something. I was here to be here for this moment, but not so they could bow out to me, but so that I could be a help. See? And that's where that spiritual and natural collide. Mm -hmm. God put him in a natural position for spiritual purpose. Come on. And yes. that's what God wants to do for us. Come but on. we're so carnal. Selfish. Selfish. Like we can't allow, we won't allow God to put us in the natural position for the spiritual purpose. Come on. Yes. Say, there are people in every layer and every sector <sighs> of life that need to see God. Mm -hmm. They need to see him being glorified in somebody's life. They hear it a lot. People talking a lot, but not many people doing, mm -hmm. you know, so to have somebody that's in their space, mm -hmm. in their stratosphere that they could point to and say, it's something about that person is different right. from everybody else that I've seen at this level. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's something about it. Even like da Daniel, he was mm -hmm. like, it's something about you. Everybody had to confer like, is, is the yeah. spirits of the gods dwell in this guy? <laughs> yes. We don't know how You're to explain excellence. it. Yeah. There's something about you that just makes you different. Yeah. And when you are humble and when you are submitted to God, he's like, hey, let me tell you, I 
probably can't tell you at work, but I could tell you outside yeah. of work, it's God that's working through me. He's mm-hmm. the one that's blessing me. He's the one that's establishing me. He's the one that's prospering my way. I'm doing this by the grace of God. Because right. if you knew my story and how I got here, you would be like, how in the world? And you're still positive. You exactly. still have a great attitude. They don't, they don't know what it is. Oh, my God, you're so positive. I'm like, you know. And the fact that you even hear it all. Because yeah. it's like, you should not, like Joseph, he should not have been sitting no. next to Pharaoh. How'd that happen? Absolutely no way yeah. are you supposed to be there. But here you are. Yeah. And not only are you there, but you're operating. Yeah, one thing I don't want to discourage people to feel discouraged, like all all dreams are not going to be in the you're not going to always be in front. Like you might not be in the position of leadership or yep. on the on the platform preaching or so we think like, oh, well, if I don't have that dream, then I'm I'm not um significant or, you know, relevant. But just everyday living, just doing what God mm-hmm. called you to do, to be a mother, to be a father, to just be a just be what God made you to be, living a submissive life to God's will, that's living the dream. Absolutely. And you all never, day, every day. Like you say, you don't know who's watching. Just being a part of the body of Christ, being faithful to that, doing those things that you are helping build the kingdom of God because you are living a submitted life to yeah. him. You know, so don't don't get discouraged. Well, I don't have a talent like that. Or I don't have I don't have anything to, you know, that puts my name on on the roll or on the book or noteworthy or whatever. But actually you do when you are, you know. Yep. And like you said before, like living even in just living in a community. Yeah. Like say if it's a community that's not the best, but you just demonstrating that even though you're in the midst of it, you can still live above it. That right there is huge. Mm-hmm. Like being an influencer, you know, just by how you live, being a mentor, being a support. Mm-hmm. All of those things matter. And the thing is, if God called you to it, that's where you're going to be most effective. If that's mm-hmm. the vision and the dream God gave you, that's yeah. where you're going to live your best life. Yeah, That's where you're going to be your best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And if we embrace that, instead of continuing to run from it or to continue to reject it, we all would be better off. Because mm-hmm. we need the ones at the bottom just as much as we need the ones at the top. And in the middle. And definitely in the <laughs> middle as well. Yeah. Like I, say, I always say I can't have everybody can't be a superstar. No. Because if everybody want want the mic and be on the stage, then who's going to be the one that put the, the, the speakers up? Who's the one that's going to set up the drums? Who's going to play the drums? Who's going to play the keyboard? You know, who's going to be the backup singers? Who's going to do the lighting? Who's going to do all of the sound and instrumentation? Who's going to keep the people organized when they're coming in? Who's going to get the tickets? Who's going to collect the money? It's so Security many different y'all. pieces and facets of what needs to go on for it to be a great production. Mm-hmm. And everybody looking at the start. If that's not your calling, don't worry about it. It's okay. Your your part is just as significant, just as, as, the significant. Next, as the next. And last but not least, like I said, I think we know how well I know I'm living the dream. Faith that leads to obedience and trust is the key. Mm-hmm. We've already covered a lot of that already, so I won't go back over it. Right. And last piece was just um, when you're young, and we're going to end with this. Joseph was young. Yeah. You're optimistic. You're excited. You're energetic. You're committed. You're zealous, but also you're naive. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. with that, you're you're willing to jump head first and just go for it. Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Then when you get old, <laughs> become the aged. You get pessimistic. You get jaded. You become a really realist. You get too woke <laughs> and tired. and just tired. Just tired. So you're not willing. Yeah, you know, to buy into it as quickly yeah i mean it took how many years after a while you get tired of it's the same thing nothing's changing you you can kind of get a little yeah. you start going dream for what you know like wake up True. man you're living in the clouds this is real life you know right all these fucking running out here talking about dream catching and dream <laughs> 
like, man, just keep living. You just keep living. You don't see, you know, it's like you forget about. Exactly. But, you know, if you, your attitude gets hardened towards, you know. Yeah, because you lose faith and you yeah, lose hope that it's going to come to you because yeah. that time, to your point, has passed. Yeah. And you feel like your time has passed along with that time, mm-hmm. but you're not realizing that that time was needed for you to, to be developed and to be groomed yeah. to become who you need to be in order for that vision to be fulfilled. Yeah, but if you had the wrong attitude, you, you're going to miss it anyway. Yeah, and that's probably why the Bible says, let us not be weary Yeah, and well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Because, again, mm-hmm. it get the road gets tedious. It gets mm-hmm. difficult. There are some dark days mm-hmm. ahead for all of us. Mm-hmm. But if we just continue, if we continue to push, if we remember the words that God has spoken to us, remember the vision or the dream you know, that he has given us, even if it's in part, hold on to the part. Hold on to it. You know, when you find yourself in those dark days and those times where you want to quit or give up, and more importantly, above all else, make sure that you're doing what God has called you to do and what he's instructing you to do in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's how you demonstrate that, Lord, I believe you. Lord, I trust you. And Lord, I'm submitted to your plan and your will and your dream and your vision for my life. Through everything I go through and as I walk through this life, I'm living the dream. I'm not just dreaming, but I'm living I'm the dream. Living the dream. Amen. Well, that's our time. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode has further enriched your perspective. Until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Talisha. God God bless. bless.